0: What's the deal? We back again. Probably taking the podcast. It's your boy, Dane Sinatra. Trying to get it in. You know, the NBA had its media day. You know, uh, Jello finally is getting the opportunity. He gets a non-guaranteed contract, you know, with the Hornets. Of course, Russell Westbrook, he's still in LA. So, you know, we got to talk about that. What else we got? Uh, Jalen Hurts looking like an MVP, man. He going crazy. PMB rock, man, they actually solved a, a murder case from a rapper, they are taken into custody with a father and son. And if you didn't know, man, California has given away reparations in 2023. There is a reparations task force, and about 80% of Black people in America will qualify for reparations, but this is only happening in California. So let's get to this first topic, man. I'm going to bring in the homies. Gonna get it in. What's the deal, fools?
1: What up? What up, what up? What's popping? What's the deal?
0: So, so I know y'all heard about this, man. Jello finally getting a chance to be in the NBA. He has signed a non guaranteed deal with the Hornets. And now two of the Bar Brothers are on one team. The prophesized. prophesies. That all three of his sons will play in the NBA on the same team. Do y'all think this is just foreshadowing the future? And do you think that what Lavar you know prophesied is actually gonna come true? How y'all feel about Jello finally getting his chance?
2: In my first? Go Ronnie, okay. I was about to jump. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, Mayor. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I looked into it and I was excited, even though it's not it's a non-guaranteed Guaranteed contract. contract but they only have 11 guaranteed spots or 11 spots already wrapped up. So there's still four spots for him, four spots available for him to try to make, but there's some decent talent over there. And one player that's going to be a hard one for him to get across is going to be uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Who played for Portland last year. He last also year he played for uh, the Knicks. And I'm only throwing that out there. Cause I've always liked LeVar Ball's like force, foreshadowing of what he would like to see for his kids and what he believes he did for them as a coach or a trainer or the fact that he doesn't like leaving them enough for them enough to, uh, to make it on their own regardless so but I just don't see him making it I'm sorry even though they're giving them a second chance second consecutive year in a row I think something's going to come up with that whole China thing or maybe he doesn't show up the way he's supposed to during training, during camp. training camp he's not in the perfect condition or whatnot but it's a cool like publicity stunt because they don't have their rosters filled, but I don't, I don't. think we're gonna give it to them, unfortunately.
1: Well, 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 <clears throat> I wouldn't say that Jello finally got his shot, but you know what I'm saying? Jello got a couple of shots, you know, he had one with uh, Detroit, I think, last year, and another one, uh, you know, a, a, a tryout at least. But, um, I definitely think he deserves a shot, you know, Jello. I look at a player like Kyle Corver. Kyle Corver can only do one thing and he can shoot the ball. He can shoot the ball very well spot up. Jello can shoot just as good. I've watched this kid since high school, since he was in ninth, eighth grade, and he's been able to shoot the ball like that his whole life. So he could, he could do what Kyle Corver would do. He's a lot more athletic than Kyle Corver. He's a lot more skilled than Kyle Corver. So I don't know how he's not making roster spots. Maybe it's politics, maybe it's LeBar's mouth, maybe it's it's something else other than basketball, because basketball-wise, he deserves a spot. Now, to answer the question, will they all play on the same team? Everything damn near damn, – I won't say everything, but a lot of the stuff that LeVar has been babbling has been coming true. It's been coming true, and I believe Jello will make the spot, make the roster. And with Lonzo hurt over there in Chicago, you never know. These guys are still young. It's a great chance that they can end up on one team. It'll be great for an organization. It'll be great for the league.
3: Um, I think it's going to come true. Dang, they all coming to Chicago. That's cool. <laughs> I love it. They all coming to Chicago. Cause we know ball ain't going nowhere. He got 85 80 mil kills. for Chicago. So he ain't going nowhere. Any injury. Also, uh, the other brothers want to come over, come to come to the only team on this panel that made the playoffs last year, because we only talk about relevant stuff. So <laughs> if they want to come on a relevant team according to last year. And you know, be, be on a, a, a playoff team, you know. Hey, we take them. Maybe maybe they got better health than their brother does. Because right now, their brother they mess he messing up my my Chicago Bulls because he always injured. So you know, <laughs> if he want to come over, come over. What I need, what I need, Daddy to do. I need Daddy to stop trying to put his boys on the same team, and if his profits come true, then he needed to say, hey, we need, we, we need the ball, brother, that's on Chicago to be healthy. He needs to start speaking that out so we can be the first seed in the Easter Conference again.
0: I don't know. I, I'm with the mayor on this one. I think it's a good publicity stunt. They're thinking, like, hey, we can't summer league him again because what is that going to do for us? And We got all these open roster spots the likeliness of him actually making it is kind of very low, especially this late in his career, you know, two, three years ago, maybe, you know, but right now, you know, with fresh 17, 18 year old talent that they can invest in, I don't see them investing in LeAngelo like that. So, you know, it's a big publicity stunt. It's just to get them talking about the Hornets. You know, it's a talking point. They got them getting talked about on ESPN. And all in the media, they got him, got us talking about it right now. So, you know, as far as PR, it's a great stunt, man. It works. It's working and got us talking about it right now. But as far as him making the 14-man roster, no, I don't see I don't see it happening. Not not in Charlotte. They gave him multiple chances to make the team already, and oh, he did not make it. So, I, I don't see
1: bro. it. You they said, said still this bridges. Bridges. oh, that, that man is 20 years old. Tell this late in his career, he's 23, he, 22 years old. He's still young, yeah,
2: but he his shelf life is only so long, and he's not, he's, he's not. But he's also going to have to show that he has some types of some type of defensive strength. Why, exactly. has
1: oh, the defense. yeah, Why but politics that's keeping
0: this man off the floor. Kyle i didn't get caught he's stealing Kobe. in China, and that's the that's the. That that's that can make or break you. And that yeah. these young people need to know, hey, when you 17, 18, 19, what you do at 17, 18, 19 will affect you for the rest of your life. You yeah, don't when think you're that black, decisions right. that don't <laughs> think that the decisions you make because you are young is oh well, I'm young, I got time. Well, it don't work like that. And as you can see, it didn't work that like that for Jello. And that's why he's still trying to make a roster at twenty-two. Yeah, and at the end of the
1: day, let tell the truth. It don't work like that when you ain't white. That's what it is. Well, yeah. At, the, Mild at the end
3: of the day, nobody cares about the balls, the balls. Nobody care about the ball brothers. <laughs> they don't. Those aren't the three brothers. Those aren't the three brothers they are trying to get together. They trying to get Greek Freak and his brothers together, which we got one of them. You know what I'm saying? Hey, Chicago, we got one of them. Bro. So we ready for you, Greek Freak. We ready for you. Everybody trying to get Greek Freak's brothers. So Greek Freak can go to their team. They ain't worried about the balls. They, they trying to get Greek Freak. So they're going to get his brothers to get Greek Freak.
0: The, the Greek only brothers, reason the Greek why Greek brothers get, can't play. They, they, his brothers can not play. But uh, they, don't,
3: they don't care they about them playing. They just nah, trying nah. to get Greek Freak.
0: I, I don't know, man. I, I think that at this point, everybody is just trying to find assets to, to, to fill out their roster. Not necessarily to even make the roster better. To, to maybe have some trade pieces, you know, later on in the season or, or in the middle of the season, right before the trade deadline. So anybody that's getting added at this point in the season, they're just a piece that's most likely getting added to be moved at some point during the season. But the Lakers, you obviously ain't signing none of these people because they got an untradeable asset in Russell Westbrook. In the media day, they asked Russell Westbrook, how does it feel? knowing that they don't want you here. And he acknowledged it, like, man, I know that they don't want me here. It, and, and that shit was like hilarious to me because he was all smiles and he he said the, the right things and he was trying to be positive. But when they asked him that question and he spoke out knowingly, like, yeah, I mean, how is it supposed to feel when you know you know that they don't want you? So it's like that, that, that oh hanging over Russell Westbrook's head going into the next season. How good do you think the Lakers can possibly be if they're already talking about Russell Westbrook, they don't want him on the team, and there's talks about him not being in the starting lineup? I mean, you can't can't do that and then not have him start and then get Patrick Beverly and all these other wing players and then think that, you know, this is going to translate to something positive. So Alvin, resident Laker, how do y'all figure all this shit is going to work out?
2: Well, first and foremost, you're getting way off, top, way off topic because you're talking from a Clippers perspective, talking about where the season's going to go and all the wing players. We're talking about Wes, Russell Westbrook's statement during media day, which was actually extremely professional if you really think about it. If you go back to exactly what he said, he said, hey, it's a job. How would you feel if you go into your job and you know they don't, you know, your job doesn't necessarily want you there. It doesn't matter what the job wants. You, you're you a man. You have to provide. You're going to do your job. So if you think about it, he's making sure to look good to Darvin Ham, to look good to any other team that he might potentially go to if and when he's traded this year or next year. It doesn't really matter to Russell Westbrook. He He's living his dream at this current moment. He's going into year two with the Lakers. He's always wanted to play for the Lakers. He already put his house on the, on the market. Don't know if it's sold already or not. If it did, I apologize. But, I mean, just think about it. Like, he got a full – you know, I guess you could say almost two years of living the dream of, hey, I'm, I'm an L.A. Laker. So, if things go left like the NBA always does, especially with him, so be it. He can just chalk it up, you know, and take it for what it is. But this is going to be his best chance to win a championship. And so, he knows it. Um now, back to your like whole like you know Clipper ranting type stuff, yeah, I think it's a good idea to light the fire underneath Russell Westbrook's ass and say, oh, well, you know, there's no guarantee you get to start because then if he's turning up against Patrick Beverly and that's somebody that we know is a good you know one-on-one defender in the NBA, then that's going to show that Russell Westbrook is back in, in the old mindset. He can actually do some stuff, even if he's six-man or if he does start but uh, comes out early so he can play with the bench. I think it's a. I thought his media day was the best he could have done, considering that there was so much ammunition to shoot this man all the way down to the ground. Like he could have, he could have, he could have dug his own grave and buried himself if he said too much. And he said just
1: enough. Bang, bang, Laker
0: game.
1: (laughs) Enough of this. Enough of this. Enough of this. Laker, fucking bias. Illusional shit. Let's tell the truth about this shit. Russell don't West be West old, West. Old, yeah. First of all, no one feels sorry for West, Westbrook. So what if you and your feelings are, I know they don't want me here. Yeah, because you don't work on your game. You have been in the league 13, 14 years, and you still can't shoot fucking free throws. You still can't make a fucking 3 pointer to save your life, and your mid-range got worse over the years, and you still play at one speed. Russell Westbrook, he plays at one speed. He don't know how to change tempo up. He don't still don't got handles in his bag. Russell Westbrook has not improved his game. He does not fit with the Lakers. I don't know why. You just said his best chance to win a championship. Are you serious? His best chance to win a championship has passed already when he was with the Thunder. It passed already. That ship has sailed. He ain't got no chance to win no championship with this team. This team won 33 fucking games last year. Okay, you can say AD wasn't there. AD comes back doesn't go from 33 games to a championship. This team is sorry as hell, just like it was last year. It has no defense. Patrick Beverly is not the fucking answer. Like, LeBron is a year older. Westbrook still can't shoot. Where do y'all see this team? winning the championship? Y'all be lucky if the Lakers win 40 games this year. That's real talk. That's no hate. LeBron's going to still get his little 25-7-7 or whatever it is. AD going to get his numbers. But this team is about to be ass like it was last year. Russell Westbrook needs to go. Bron needs to retire. The Lakers need to blow this shit up. AD can't stay on the floor. I'd be surprised if AD played 30 games this year. The Lakers are sorry, man. Let's face it.
3: Ladies and gentlemen, hi. I'm Yajaketti, and I'm back. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we go through this every year, ladies and gentlemen. Let me, let me fix my camera. Let me fix my camera. Okay, there. We go through this every year, ladies and gentlemen. Alvin has pointed out that there's, there's bias on this, on on, on 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 what's going on when it comes to sports. Ladies and gentlemen, we only talk about two teams on, on this. We talk about the Clippers and the Lakers. This is all we talk about, ladies and gentlemen. This is why they bring me on the panel, to bring a different team. And we're always talking about two teams, and we're just going to go off of last year. We're talking about two teams that didn't make the playoffs, right? We're talking about West Brick. <laughs> Just like Ronnie said, West Brick has not developed his game at all. He was only getting these triple doubles. Really, his triple doubles really don't mean anything. I, myself, I will take Rajon Rondo triple doubles over West Brick's triple doubles. Least Rondo can hit a three every now and then. Going back to what I was saying, and he's the reason why the Lakers won their bubble championship. But keep going. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're always talking about these two teams that last year, neither of them was relevant. But <laughs> let's go back to the Lakers. Lakers, what always happens on this panel is we go, hey, Clippers is going all the way. Lakers <laughs> ain't doing nothing. And then what happened last year? Neither of them made the playoff. <laughs> And then we all give excuses, ladies and gentlemen, because of injury. Oh, man, Kawhi was injured. Oh, man, Paul George didn't play the season. Oh, man, AD didn't play. Oh, man, first of all, I give the Clippers a little something. Both of your players were gone. Cool. All right. Now, Lakers, let's talk about you guys right quick. You guys still had LeBron James. He got injured. You still had LeBron James for half of the season. You still had West Brick. And y'all still didn't make the playoffs. Y'all don't got Carmelo Anthony no more. Y'all might pick him back up, but y'all don't got Carmelo Anthony. Y'all don't got nobody. But you guys are still going to scream out, we're going all the way. And as my my good friend Mayer said, Westbrick is the his best chance of a championship is with the Lakers. That is stating. That is stating that the LA Lakers have a chance of winning a championship this year. And that's not a good statement to make. Now, on the other hand, my Clippers people, if Westbrook came to the Clippers,
0: if you, guys had
3: West Brick, if you guys had Westbrook over not. John Wall, if you yeah, guys right. had Westbrook, let's keep it 100 people. <laughs> if you guys had Westbrook, the trash talking that Westbrook is getting right now, you guys would be even more going, oh, man, we about to win the championship again. Because y'all been saying that for the last three years and y'all haven't even made it to the y'all ain't going nowhere.
0: We we was right there at the conference championship when Kawhi got injured. In the then bubble we
3: back last year. We're talking about Come back we we're talking time. about injury again. We're talking about
0: injury. We again. were right there, bro. Come on now, facts. No, now, not in the bubble. Last year, when Phoenix now, went to the championship, and the Milwaukee and won.
3: Now, ladies and gentlemen,
0: so I'm, don't, I'm, so I'm, don't you, act you, like you, the last you, three years we ain't been there. Where?
3: You see my hat that I'm wearing, ladies and gentlemen? This hat that I'm wearing, I'm used to losing, okay? All right? We're used to losing. Don't be
2: used to losing.
3: You guys are still, like,
2: third. You're still, <laughs> third. You're still third in history with the most championships with six. How yeah, me the Clippers? Fourth, my bad. Because okay? Golden State Four won. Fourth. But where is Clippers? Still down there no, 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 tied no, no. for last.
3: <laughs> <Cry for last.
2: laughs> for last. How many retired Clipper jerseys? How many retired Clipper jerseys,
3: y'all? Old, old my dude. Oh,
2: right. don't, but, don't do that. Odom was the best.
3: So, so are
0: you oh, denying that Kawhi Leonard is probably not the if not the best, tell me the greatest two way player to ever play in the NBA? Kawhi Leonard. I answered okay. your question for okay. okay. you. You answered my ever, question. Ever you answered my question. Kobe answer was not a du- uh, two-way at- player. Don't ever discredit Kobe. Kobe was, right Kobe was a two-way player. No, it's was not so he, right. was he was right. not.
2: Come on
1: now, don't do that.
0: How many play different players a year is Kobe got? It don't matter, he has the most. Okay, he can't be in a conversation with Kawhi. He does not have not points. He doesn't have one. Stop so without trying that, to. He cannot be in a conversation Ronnie, Ronnie, with Kawhi. He can Ronnie, you he 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 Ronnie. You have
2: to let him
3: die down. You have to let him die
2: down because you used to be a Clipper fan, Ronnie. First of all, before you say it, you used to be a Clipper fan. And Caleb, stop screaming. The no, Coopers let me, haven't look, won anything. Look, look, look. Don't with ride that, Kawhi Leonard's of
1: accolades when he was with San Antonio. I'm a he a Kawhi, did that at San
3: Antonio
1: I'm a Kawhi fan. I'm a Kawhi fan. A Kawhi fan. And he might be a little bit better defensively than Kobe because he got the act the, the two defensive player of the year awards. But Jordan. it balances out on the offensive end because Kobe is a way better offensive player than Kawhi Leonard. Is not. Jordan. Low. Kobe is way better than Kawhi Leonard. Jordan.
3: Barone, so you know
1: and Kobe has nine defensive player, all the all team defensive player. That's the most all time by everybody, more than Kawhi, more than everybody all time. Kobe has 12 overall. Kobe, you're the best two-way player, man. I got Dude, Monty, I got, don't I got one to,
2: question you, though? You don't fight with Caleb over anything that has to do with Kawhi Leonard, who hasn't proven nothing in, in wait, LA. Wait, wait, wait. He came home to wait, wait, do wait. nothing but help his question. uncle make media attention. Like, please. I got I got a question. Go I'm sorry. I
3: got I'm a sorry. question. Go so my question. And you know, you came out with your, your question about Kawhi and everything. My question to you, Kalem, is when Kawhi retires, is he going to retire a Clipper or is he going to retire yeah. a Spur?
0: He's going to retire a Clipper. No. Come on, Al. What would he bring him? What would he bring him?
3: He's
1: going to retire. Yeah. he bring him? he
0: got five more years, bro. He's going to get one. He's going to retire. He's going to get one. Really? Jerry Steve Ballmer has – we are spending the most money.
3: And any another team and he White has the most player, money to spend
0: yeah. he bought the bomber is going to buy a championship in the next four or five years while he got paul george and kawhi leonard here he's gonna spend money every year unlike genie bus trying to hold on to some pigs going finna spend some money we ain't worried about it and while he building a new stadium while he just bought the forum because he's spending that with his pocket change we ain't worried about y'all. Y'all, y'all niggas, catch up, man. Get your, get your bread up, man. Oh, that's broke hey, 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 y'all hey. Broke hey broke wait, wait, broke wait, wait, wait. Bye, hey, y'all bro boys. Bye, y'all bro boys.
2: Were you tired of hide, hiding retired jerseys like this with the faces of players <laughs> who only stay for a year or two? I <laughs> wonder what they did with all those hundreds of thousands <laughs> of pictures of Blake Griffin and Chris Paul and DeAndre Jordan. Were you talking this well, madness when you guys you lost can't Quentin Richardson? You, can't, you can't Were you lost that? Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles? Man, like,
1: oh, oh, hey. oh, i be wrong. Damn Lakers so. fans. Damn
0: so. Lakers fans talking hey. about nothing, man. Let's, let's move know, on, know, man. I don't want to talk about the Lakers being sorry because somehow they think that they're a championship team no matter what they fucking put on the court. Before and you that move shit on, is okay. ridiculous.
1: Before you move but on, me, this, I just want it, to answer okay. one question. If the Clippers are healthy this year, are you protecting a championship? Yes. Okay. It's on record.
0: Every every year that Kawhi and Paul George is together, it is championship or bust. And so that Kyle, is my
1: expectation. Go away. Go away.
0: Yeah, man, y'all must court. be some because oh, oh, y'all Bubble busting all the time.
2: <laughs> I, <yeah>. Bubble championship, <laughs> loss, of Milwaukee, but, and then now Golden State. How many times oh. are you going to, hey, fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on you? This is the, me. First, the, we first again.
0: the first That's year we came man. together oh, so we end up in the bubble, bro. Come on now. Oh, oh, then the next year we get injured. Oh, then the next year Kawhi Leonard doesn't play at all the whole season. We haven't even had one full season together. Oh, ski ski. The, oh, bu- skeet, the skeet. bubble? Come on, bro, nigga get injured, and now we didn't play all last year. Hey, we haven't had one season together. You know what's funny? Kawhi Paul George together. Anthony Davis came three to the years.
2: Lakers, and Anthony Davis would have never came. And then man, you, you whatever, Man,
0: whatever, man. Let's get to this okay. NFL actually, man. So I don't know if y'all been keeping <laughs> up with the NFL, but these first couple weeks have been crazy, man. All these games, I think it was 7, 18 games in the first three weeks that came down to the last two minutes. This NFL has been, like, the most competitive that it's ever been. You got motherfuckers like Tua in Miami coming out, balling, making comebacks, you know. Now you got Jalen Hurts out there leading the MVP race. Everybody talking about Jalen. At the beginning of this year, everybody thought, like, Jalen Hurts will probably be out of the starting position within, like, week six, week seven. And and going into week four, Jalen Hurts has the Philadelphia Eagles 3-0. and And they're talking about the Philadelphia uh, – he's, what, four or five touchdowns the last game? He's out there balling, man. Like, he's doing it with his feet. He's doing this with his arm. They got A.J. Brown over there. They got the, uh, Devontae Smith. They got targets. They put a good team together. You know, Philadelphia is actually looking like something. Do y'all believe that Jalen Hurts is really like that? Is he really him or is this just like a quick little hot streak? You know, even Tim Tebow had a little hot streak like this. So is this something like Tim Tebow had or is this like Jalen Hurts is for real?
1: This is nothing like Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow was a bona fide scrub. Tim Tebow could not play fucking quarterback. He could not do it. I don't know how he stayed on a roster so long. That man cannot play fucking quarterback. Jalen, he, he's, Jalen Hurts is the truth. I know it's early. I'm not going to sit up here and act like he – I don't think he's an MVP candidate. It's only three, three, week three out of a long 17, 18-week season. So I, I think it's too early. In, in the NFL, you know, week by week things have changed. That injury report changed every week, and you get the right injuries you know, to the right offensive lineman or – somebody on your, your offensive side, and it could change your whole season. So I wouldn't say he's an MVP candidate, but with Dak Prescott out and the Cowboys looking shaky and that NFC East division not looking so strong, that division is wide open for Philadelphia to go ahead and take number one in that division and uh, make a run in the playoffs. So I do I do believe the man is talented. I do believe it ain't no fluke. It ain't no luck. I'm just saying it's too early to say if he's an MVP candidate or not. I think Philadelphia definitely got a shot, and Jalen Hurts is definitely the truth for sure.
2: I think it's way too early to say that uh, – I mean, he's doing a great job as a as a quarterback this season, but I don't think we have to, like, put too much uh, energy and effort into, like, a 3-0 start because I think we've seen multiple teams over you know the last few years start off really strong and then not necessarily follow through at the very end. But um, I even looked up some of his stats. Like, right now it's, uh, his QBR is, like, at 74.7, 74.8. And I mean, that's better than Aaron Rodgers right now, who you know everybody's looking at having one of the best seasons of his career because he just secured the bag yet again. So, I mean, I don't know. Philly's always been a contender since they won that last Super Bowl. At least, you know, at least everybody wants to see them contend. So Jalen Hurts deserves his respect because he's doing his thing just too early in the season to really say too much, though.
3: I would chop it up. Is he balling? Yeah, he's balling right now. But just like everybody else is saying, it's way too early in the season. And even with that, I mean, they added an extra game in the season. So right now he's 3-0, and but they added an extra game. So, you know, it, it, is it really like 3-0 and or is it really 2-0? and You know, because they added – you got to play one more game. And let's say they lose next week, guess what? They with everybody else that's two and one right now, and there's a lot of teams that are two and one right now. So, I mean, is he doing his thing right now? Yes. Is it the middle of the season? No. And they put an extra game on, uh, like you got to play an extra game. So, you know, it's really way too early to to come up with anything. But he he hot right now. Let's check back in in the middle of the season. Ghost I don't know. That's the I, only birthday
0: that I, I I I really just think that this season is really showing that it's really like ushering in a, a new era, out with the old and in with the new. People like Russell, what uh, Russell Wilson is out there struggling. Aaron Rodgers out there struggling. He's Tom Tom Brady out there. We're not talking about victories. We're talking about them performing the way that we used to seeing them perform. And these are like the MVP caliber quarterbacks that got the bag Aaron Rodgers MVP caliber got the bag Russell Wilson MVP caliber got the bag Tom Brady the goat got the bag but these quarterbacks are all struggling right now why well, you got people like you know like uh like Jalen Hurts out there boring like like Tua in Miami yeah. out there balling uh who else you got out there balling yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson out there killing it He's probably my lead for MVP for if sure. you really for want sure. to ask me. And for, for him sure. to go out there and play on that deal,
1: Josh Allen,
0: Josh Allen, I mean, he hasn't really. Uh, uh, I think that he's been balling, but Buffalo coaching has really, you know, hindered them early on in the season. They really got to get it together, man. They've been making some real bad calls, and it's really been costing them games, especially late in the game where they should they come out early, they're front runners. And and they don't know how to close, man. In that last two minutes, if the game is close, the the Bills give it up every time. So as far as Josh Allen himself, he's balling, just like Justin Herbert over there with the Chargers. You know, he's like he's a baller. But the Chargers got to get together as a team, you know, as an organization. You know, you got uh the dude in Jacksonville. He he was just balling. What's his name? I can't even remember. Um. Number one pick. What was his name? Uh, Sunshine with the long hair. Yeah, uh,
2: but yet you still forgetting it's still too early in the season though. Because like y'all said, you add one more, you add one more game to the end of the season, right? And you're saying it's only the we're going to the week four. I mean, no disrespect to my team. But the Raiders always have a very controversial first three to four right. games of the season. They'll either go 0-4 or they'll go 4-0 or 1, or 3-1. No. Okay, but you know what I mean. Wait. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I'm talking hypotheticals. You know exactly what I'm saying, though. <laughs> but we, can't,
0: we can't bring the Raiders into this, though, because we're talking about emerging quarterbacks. And we all learned that Derek Carr is what? not him. He does not fit in in this conversation. I was only seeing so the right Let's not bring quarterback part. into the conversation. We're talking about early in the season. It.
2: Early in the season. Tell, What's Get it, y'all. T- assist. You, you're,
0: you, you got you're Geno Smith. About. I, I don't want to hear you neither. You got Gino Smith over there. First
2: of he, all, he,
0: he first one of game all, He was out there talking about that. they didn't believe Archibald, in First of all, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: He <laughs> got that game. That's all that matters. I ain't talking about Gino. I'm talking about the quarterbacks that you named, the up and comers, right? Koo, cool. You said they're doing better than the the veterans in the game. Well, the veterans in the game know your first three games, the regular season don't matter. But I also understand you being a Clipper fan, so you guys look forward to the regular <laughs> season.
0: <laughs>
3: but we can't put that in football. <laughs> you
2: know? That was a good So, oh, so
3: with, 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 with the veteran Quarterbacks, they ain't caring about how Hot you start, it's all about the end So <laughs> I'm
0: So when you say that Who do you think who, who is your Super Bowl prediction Three weeks in right now, who do y'all see Making it out, the AFC And the NFC, what's your Super Bowl prediction mm.
3: I never go against the Seahawks. Seahawks over everybody. Twelfth man. All day.
0: Uh, that can't be serious. Woo, I don't right. know. I
3: got I got
1: the Bills in the AFC and I got uh, uh I'm gonna go ahead and go out on a limb and I probably shouldn't do this. Go against the squad. But I'm gonna go ahead and, and and throw uh I'm gonna go ahead and throw uh uh St. Louis back up there. St. Louis ain't uh, no St. Louis. The L.A. Rams back up there. Repeat.
0: The Rams again?
1: Repeat. They're not going to win, but they're going to go. They're going to lose this time. They'll only go if they if they re, if they, they uh, get Odell Beckham back in the lineup. They're going to go and lose to the Bills. Josh Allen is a motherfucker. That boy, is, is so, he's serious.
0: Uh, I, uh, you see now, the thing is, the Rams got to get past the Niners, man. We're division foes. The and Niners ain't a threat. The Niners are a threat, bro. What are you talking about? Y'all, y'all barely they, beat us by one point. The Niners they cheated. Are... They, they cheated to, to win that NFC West championship uh, last time. The Niners? The Niners. We were just in the NFC championship game last year. It came down to the last year. two minutes of the game before we lost that game. So we were two minutes away from winning, going to the Super Bowl. After the year before, Going to the Super Bowl, but you're talking about the Niners and you're surprised?
1: Hey, you guys will never win the Super Bowl with sorry-ass Jimmy Garoppolo as your quarterback. He is uh, a scrub. He is uh, a scrub. He, we know he's a scrub. He's sorry as well.
3: Bro, <laughs> you guys Vance. only got one win. Y'all only got an extra win because you are going against uh, the Seahawks, and we don't got nobody. So those wins don't count. <laughs> <laughs> what's the Seahawks What y'all Marcos. record? Yeah. Hey, We're one and two. You're one and two. (laughs) So you're really one.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And not one don't worry about that (laughs) was that was Jimmy G first week as a starter taking reps. You know, let the we had a whole different game plan for Trey Lance. We gotta readjust our whole team, man. Don't worry about Jimmy G. Jimmy G about to have a magical season. Y'all remember, we talked about the Eagles at the beginning of this. Y'all remember Nick Foles, when Carson Wentz was named starter, and they couldn't find nowhere to trade Nick Foles, and he ended up staying on the team. And Wentz got injured, and what happened? Foles took him all the way and took him to the championship. Watch that happen with Jimmy G. Jimmy Jimmy G. G, Jimmy G. MVP (laughs) Jimmy. Most valuable porn star, Jimmy G. MVP Jimmy. He taking wow, the minus wow. to the wow. prime. He's not
2: winning anything. You, added mean, you add that porn star. Most valuable,
0: most valuable porn star. MVP <laughs> Jimmy, man. Most get valuable. He no
2: love. That man is no love. All up. right,
0: man. So, so we got to get back to this entertainment news, man. So it came out, PMB Rock, man. So PMB Rocks murder. You know they usually don't find. You know suspects in these murders are these rappers but you know they seem to have a, a, a pointer right here so it was a father and a son duo that was responsible for the alleged murder of pnb rock at rostos so it stated that the father and the son was there at the parking lot when pnb arrived so it wasn't because his girlfriend was posting the location on Instagram or that any of this Instagram post stuff or that they dropped pins and that they set them up. They didn't do any of that stuff. These people were at the location, saw PNB enter and decided that they were gonna do what they did. It was a father, I think he was like 35, 36 and a 17 year old boy, his son. He involves his 17 year old son and the 17 year old son is said to be the trigger man and the father was the getaway driver they have arrested the 17 year old boy and the father is now at large they are looking for the father how do y'all feel about this knowing that you know it ain't people dropping your location it's you moving incorrectly being flashy just thinking that everything's sweet they tell you about la all the time hey out of towners don't come out here you know, everybody was talking about big U when he was telling everybody to check in and they said, oh, that's extortion. But then you you hear stuff like this and you know that, hey, like. They lurking you outside with your big chains on and they will see you and decide to get you in that moment. Nobody got to drop a pin. It doesn't have to be premeditated. If you look like food and they hungry, it's time to eat. So how do y'all feel about this news? You know, that it wasn't like anybody dropping a pin. It wasn't from social media. There was a father and son. And how do y'all feel about this father involving his 17 year old son? And now his 17 year old son is probably going to go to jail for the rest of his life. Okay, how do y'all no. feel about There's
2: another I, I looked it up when you sent the, uh, the topics. They added a 32 year old female named Chantel with the same last name as the father and son and right. saying that she was arrested to, uh, today or yesterday as accessory in the murder, that she drove them over but the dad drove them away. Like as if she was a part of the whole thing as well. It was on Fox 11 and I'm, I'm thinking to myself with all of it going, it was probably, and no disrespect to anyone included, cause you know, this is just us thinking hypothetically since we don't know any of the facts. But for this to be one of those up and coming rappers that's not really within our age range, I feel like it was probably the 17 year old that kind of put on this, like, I like put out the idea to pops, like, hey, yo, I think he got bread. I think this might be easy lick. Cause what right minded 30 plus year old black male in America is gonna think about robbing another black man and gonna get away with it unless the perception of more money is already included. Like his son must've said like all of his jewelry was worth like a million dollars. and was probably only worth a few hundred thousand. And that's, that's still not to knock him. Cause I, I don't know. Like he could have been like Ocho Cinco and had real jewelry that he wears on a certain occasions, and has fake jewelry that he wears when he's out and about, like you never know. So it just could have been a, a bad plan from a 17 year old looking at trying to get over quick Pops probably giving in because he can't necessarily provide any of those different things. And he might be able to find somebody that'll buy it for a better price than what he thinks he could get it off Pond. And yeah, like, and I'm just throwing out like crazy analogies and stories. Cause I just really don't understand how could that. any two people, well now with the third person even think that this is a good idea, especially at Roscoe's not saying that that matters, but like everybody goes to Roscoe's you're not getting away. There's cameras, there's, you know, there's all kinds of surveillance footage everywhere.
0: I, I just well, want to say one thing. I just want to big y'all three gentlemen's up as being positive black fathers because we need more positive black fathers in our lives. And it's so sad that, you know, this is a type of, of fathers that we get a lot of times in the hood is they be big Rocco. So now you grow up to be little Rocco and they teach you all the gang banging and all, the bullshit and, and, and essentially extend their lifestyle onto you. So now you keep living or continuing on their name or their lifestyle and their bullshit for you to get this 17, like, I don't care if it was a 17 year olds idea, you don't involve your 17 year old in anything like this. And the fact that the 17 year old ended up pulling the trigger makes it be like even more prevalent. Like, why are you sending a boy in there? to do something like that knowing that he doesn't really understand the ramifications of what actually he's he's doing and going on and you're actually taking away a black father and now his children aren't going to have a, a, a you know a father to grow up in their household they're going to miss that we got to really focus on the black man being more of a pillar in the black families because you know right now the women is holding it down and, and a lot of black men ain't looking too good as far.
1: Um, thank first of all, thank you for the big up, K. For real thank you for that. We definitely got to continue to do that. Um, and to address the the whole narrative of, oh my god, how everybody jumped down the girl's throat for dropping a pin on Instagram. Goofy ass motherfuckers. Do you think that killers and gangsters and niggas that's looking for this nigga is watching his bitch's story looking for a location? Like get the fuck out of here with that. Leave her alone first of all. Second of all, um, just I know the story has to develop a little bit more, but hearing what's going on, it doesn't sound like this was a lick. It sounds like this was a premeditated murder. It sounds like this is personal. It sounds like they know him or know something about him or have some type of history for it looks like a wife, a husband and a son to be to conspire and cold blooded murder this guy. I mean, this wasn't no Jay-Z, Rihanna, Floyd, Medweather at, at Roscoe's. This guy don't got that much money. He got more bread than us, but he ain't no billionaire. So it ain't like this was a lick for them to get rich. This sounds like a personal a beef or something that happened, and this was a murder. I don't think it was about getting no jewelry or snatching no chains. I think this was a personal, a personal hit or something. This story has to develop more, but I think it was more personal than what we know right now. So it's really sad that this man would do this. But I mean, honestly, I don't expect irrational people to be rational, man. We can't. We gotta stop saying "us" for the black men because "us" are different from the people, the, the the black men that grew up in those circumstances. I can't call my myself that. That's not me. You know, I get. I I I do think productive things every day. I raise my kids, so I'm not gonna call that "us." It's just sad that part of us are like that, and we'll keep the cycle going with you know, us doing this, doing this, uh, uh, murdering successful people in the hood, man. It's really sad, man. It's
3: really fucking sad. Yeah. Um, I need to see more into the story and everything like that. And I, I hear everything you're saying about the, you're calling them a kid. And at the end of the day, at some point in time, you are able to make your own decision and I think about myself at 17, I don't care if it is my dad. I don't care if it's my uncle. I don't care if it's my grandpa. I don't care who it is. I ain't pulling no trigger on nobody. So at 17, you have enough conscience to go, no, I'm not doing that. Nah, nah, pops, you better go get somebody else. I right? nah, I'm cool. Oh, you gonna X me out the family? I'm cool. You can go do that on your own. So it's not us calling him a kid. Matt, you 17. You're not, you're not a, a a adult, you know, I but you still have enough conscience to be like, nah, I know what murder is, and I ain't murdering this man. It's different when we call him a kid, it's like saying if we're telling like a 12 year old, a 10 year old. But even with the 12-year-olds and 10-year-olds that's going around shooting schools, we ain't calling them kids. We calling them murderers. So him being 17, he he had conscious of, he knew the plan of whatever his parents or his family wanted to do, and he executed it. Um, As far as fatherhood, you know, it is a... It shows I'm not, I'm not going to categorize it under black fathers or anything like that. I'm categorizing it as we need more positive men, black, white, Latino, whatever the case may be. We need positive men influence where it could be the case, even though he's not a kid, it could be the case of his surroundings and everything that made him think that it's all right to to do that, where we need more people like uh, uh, this whole panel to continue to push the message of, of positivity so somebody can really think about their decision and have more ration, um, be more rational instead of just, all right, let's do it. Okay, cool, this is gonna give me clout, okay, cool. Because that's what's going on around in the world, whether it's killing celebrities, and for their chains are jumping into a school, everybody's going, oh, let me get this clout right quick because it's all over the news. So shooting people is the way to do it.
1: Yeah, I think it's Cap. When uh, we speak about, <clears throat> I like I like how you pointed out, you know, how he was, that we were saying he's 17 as a kid. One thing I do want to say about that is, We don't call those 12-year-olds and 10-year-olds are shooting up churches and shit. We, us, we may call them murderers, but America doesn't. White America Mm -hmm. walks in on Burger King and buys them lunch. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They go go and shoot 14, 15 people when they get taken to lunch. You know what I'm saying? And they get the best of lawyers and all this shit. And I'm not saying no murderer is right, but this 17-year-old black man is different from, or black child is different from a 15-year-old white child. He's not going to get the same treatment. He's not going to get the same trial. He's not going to get the same the uh, uh, treated the same by the justice system. So I think that's that part is bullshit right there when we talk about the age and and, and him being a boy and the circumstances and how he gets treated as opposed to a seventeen year old murderer that's murdering fifteen people in the church.
0: Now I can I can bring up Kyle Rittenhouse and Genosha. He was at the at the rallies. Seventeen-year-old with a assault rifle. They they start, you know, getting unruly. He points his guns at people. They jump him, assault him. He pulls out his gun and he kills two, uh, uh, two people on the scene. He then gets up, runs towards the police. They're coming in tanks, full riot gear. They walk. They go right past him as he's standing there with his murder weapon. Then he has to go and approach other ones, and they basically don't even take the weapon from him. Then after Trump comes out on a speech and calls a Kyle Rittenhouse a hero, so a seventeen-year-old boy can kill people at a riot and be called a hero because he's a young white boy, but then this white, uh, this black kid can be put in this position by his parents, you know, and he's a, a murderer. He's not a kid. He's It's looked at completely different. As far as black people in America, man, we are never going to be seen as human, I don't believe. like They're not going to look at us as human beings. So as long as we're not human to them, how can we even look for equality? So that, that takes me to my next point, man. So in California, Governor Newsom has signed a bill that has already passed. So California residents will receive Reparations. This is for the Black community. So this is the first time in history that Black people will receive reparations for slavery, and we have a reparation expert here. We're gonna bring him in, let him introduce himself, and let him inform us of what's going on with these reparations. What's up, brother? Introduce yourself. Let us know what's going on with this reparation situation. Guys, hear me. What's going yeah, on? What's going? I'm Hunter
4: good, good. Uh Definitely, I've worked with a lot of economists. I've worked with a lot of reparation specialists. Um, pretty much right now, I, I heard you, you heard about the AB, uh, it's AB4131, I believe it's called. They have going out right now for California uh, reparations for Black Americans. It is lineage-based, so that's strictly for African Americans that are, well, I'm sorry, Black Americans, which they like to say foundational Americans, foundational Black Americans that um, delineate from America, if your heritage is within slavery uh, from the Americas, then obviously that's where you would get uh, reparated, repaired. Um, a lot of friction going on right now because it's, you know, it's torn between uh, two different parts of uh, black people. You have, uh, you know, our, our, our brothers.
3: You mute
0: it. Oh, what happened? You, you, you went mute. You were just good and then you went mute. Fam, oh, wow. We can't hear
4: you.
0: You were good now. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we can hear you.
4: OK. Yeah. Sorry. I was getting a phone. I'm getting a phone call right now. My apologies. Uh, yeah. I was just pretty much explaining. There's a different there's a the diaspora. is It's cut between two of the foundational black Americans. And then obviously they are Caribbean and Africans uh, that that came here to America. So there they have CARICOM. That's their claim of which is from uh, Britain and France of where they would be getting their reparations claimed from ours. Obviously, if you're from America, I'm not too sure about you guys all. Um, it would be from America. That's where we're trying to get our reparations claimed from. They owe us. So that's pretty much uh where a lot of the differs from in terms of uh, inner blackness, but definitely we are owed a lot of money. Um, and it's something that's a really, really big topic right now that's 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 trailblazing.
0: Okay, so first thing I want to ask you is I've been hearing the number, and the number I've been hearing is three hundred and fifty thousand per um per person. Is that correct?
4: It is. It's 100. I believe it came out to 400. Oh, wow. I used to have that number. Good. It was 430 billion. Um, But it broke down. If you listen to Dr. Claude Anderson, um, he's really big. Uh, uh, There's another gentleman by uh, Sandy Darity. He actually went to Duke University. He's an economist. He's done a lot of the math for us already. If you study him, he'll tell you it's 350,000, I believe it is, per every African-American
3: is that before tax or
4: after that, that part right there right <laughs> <laughs>
0: of course before tax dang come on I, man
4: i apologize my daughter she's at the door I has got to grab her i'll be right back guys i'm sorry yes
0: I'm sir yes sir so with 350k how many people you got in your household Ronnie? Was it four of y'all five of y'all yes
1: yeah, so, you
0: yeah. so you're talking about what a, a, a million for you right now my boy in 2023 1.7. That's what I'm saying, my boy. What, listen, what you got over there? You know, smoking Joe. He ain't give you your money, my boy. Y'all, but uh, it look like Governor so my, Newsom my, it to you.
1: Listen, my you know my what? question. Oh, I'm I'm definitely Go going to have to say this right now. I have to get this out. I call cap. I <laughs> believe this shit when I fucking see it. America has never ever. Wanted to be generous to black people in the history. What makes y'all think they about to really do this shit now? They don't they ain't ready for that shift in power. They ain't ready for that shift in power. They're not ready to do that. Because that's exactly what the fuck's going to happen. People talk about the black people that do stupid shit with their money. And they always highlight that. That's a small percentage of us. A lot of us are smarter. And a lot of us do know what to do. So if they give every black person 350 racks, man, come on. It's, it's going to be a, a shift in power. I call cap. I don't believe that shit. I will believe
4: it when it's here. I don't believe that shit. Uh, totally, uh, I totally. And can I speak to that? I yeah. agree go ahead. I, I, I'm not. I totally don't agree with. I don't believe it. I'm just telling you the figures. He asked me the figures. I, I'm with you, too, though. Yeah, I don't believe it. Um, <clears throat> however, one thing I want to say about what you said is that a lot of black people, I'll notice they'll say you got to understand that Indians receive reparations. A lot of others already received reparations. They didn't get. Nobody decided how how they were to spend their reparations. They got their money, and how they spent it was their business. Mm-hmm. So anybody speaking on how we spend our money is complete disrespect to us. Understand that a lot right. of times we do it to ourselves because right. the Dave Chappelle had went out. You know, black people are buying this and that, and that. We have some smart blacks. We're gonna buy. We're gonna build. There's gonna be some that are gonna jack it off. We know that. Right. We know that.
1: Right. Facts. I agree, 100. So,
0: percent so my question, my question to you is would this be in disbursements or would this be a single payment because i don't believe that they would just pay this outright so if it came in disbursements what would be the disbursement you know as far as like the calendar is this coming out every quarter every every three months you get another check how is this gonna like be paid out
4: that's a good question. Um, from what I've heard from the reparations, the Cali- just I'll speak on the California Reparations Committee, the AB, uh, I think it's 3141. They're speaking of not just reparating and just money, obviously. Um, we know that's that always turns off white people or others, I'll put, when you just say, hey, we just want our money, which truthfully we should just get. We have to add in other things like education, housing. Um, they're saying in the, in the form of those as well as money, they're not leaving money out. But 350k, I almost want to tell everybody, don't even put that in your mind. They're not, they're not, they're not gonna give us. I'm, I'm almost They're not gonna give us 350k. Some people think like we're not getting anything. I do strongly believe we're getting our reparations. However, it will be in different forms. And one of the forms will be money. But um, it's just, it's not. It's too early to tell. Um, I couldn't tell you exactly how the disbursements would be on, on everything. But from what I've studied, um, they are. Day by day, if you pay attention to that committee, they're coming up with different ways of how it's all going to be dispersed out. So, so, part of
3: so are they going to so be like, OK, this is what we're going to do for your household. We're going to give you guys 5K and then the rest of your money, we're going to put it into the streets. We're going to we're going to we're going to make your street better and everything like that. Right. I, I'd rather get a pothole and get hit by a pothole and give me <laughs> my money. Like like you going like you you going you gonna fill the pothole and say, hey, that pothole
4: was like that, I that do want to ask you all one thousand. question here. I want to ask you all one question. Yeah. Uh, in regards to reparations. So you understand that we didn't receive reparations in the past. However, America designed something for us, but they tricked us by adding it and using a specific name that ruined it up for us, which was civil rights. So civil rights was prepared for us in 1964, right? You have to understand that was something given to us, not reparations, but almost like in a form of reparation things for rights, right? Rights to be able to go places and do things. Understand the name that they used for that, um, that included everybody else, because see that was the trick bag of how they tricked us. And this is what we're worried about now with reparations that they'll trick us again, right? Um, Because they're gonna use those specific names that include all these other groups and now, when we come to look at our benefits, everybody else is getting them, but we're not. Mind you, we are. We were in the streets in 1964 fighting for all this stuff. Mind you, after 64 comes 1965. That is the Migration Act. We fought for these people to be able to migrate over to our country. When they get here, um, speaking of immigrants, they don't. They're not. They already have civil rights. Is already laid down. Martin Luther King. We've already fought for it. So they're looking around and they're not going through what we went through because we fought for it for them. So I, when I say, when I'm speaking of and, and alluding to is. With reparations, we can't let the same thing happen. We get the reparations; however, they make it for um, everyone. They make it for BIPOC, uh, people of color. They make it for you know pe- people of color is is an Indian. Yeah, it, is, is, mm-hmm. it, a Hisp- it can be anyone at this point. Um, we have to have specific lineage-based uh, set-asides for us, tangibles, in other words. That this has to be done on the black uh, in the black conscious community. Otherwise, mm-hmm. like you guys were saying just before. On the people we we're speaking of, you know, we're not going to make it. We're we're at, we're at the bottom of the totem pole in terms of uh, generational wealth.
2: I got, I got two. Wait, I got two things to add to this, though, because I I want to I want to. Okay, so I'm. I did a little research just to try to have like some minor knowledge to it. I heard that we that you had to be able to prove that you were claiming yourself as a black person on the census, or at least in any type of identification for at least twelve years leading yeah. up into it. And then I also read that uh, you had, like you said, you had to be able to prove your lineage, right? Uh I'd say, or i bring that up to say, is it possible to think that if in fact we do get anything, right, that it could be a tactic to help satisfy uh, the complete debt that the United States is in? Because I think it's kind of like ironic that right now where we're all looking at global warming as being more relevant, Uh, How the change in the weather is just out of control, how uh, violence is now even trickling all over into, uh, you know, back east and Europe and everything. Are we not seeing that this could be something that give us money to keep us happy, to not pay attention to what's consistently happening around us, which is if we're at the bottom and they're keeping us at the bottom where financially we're always the ones that need the most assistance. Okay, here's money to keep you afloat where we're about to take off. And you guys can stay here in this wasteland, you know, like more or less in like a, a, a Wally yeah. reference. You know what I mean? Here you guys stay here, you know, fumble with this few hundred thousand while we're taking the millions that we made off of you and we're going somewhere else to continue to colonize right. and, and do all that. Because it's to me, it's just a little bit too, it's too like, ah, right now, this is the perfect time to give you money. Where it's like, but couldn't we have used it during COVID or? Couldn't we have maybe seen it being dispersed? To, you know,
3: I also times, think. Man? I correct me if I'm wrong, because they do this with uh, you know the presidency and everything like that. So, correct me if I'm wrong. Isn't Newsom um, re-running for mayor again?
0: Yeah. yes. He so is.
3: if if correct me if I'm wrong, they do this with the presidency. Let's take good old smoking Joe, what they like to do, every time there's some reelection or something going on, they always like to focus on the black community because we got the votes, right? So they'll focus on the black community, give us some empty promises, like Ronnie said, cap. They wanna cap us and say, hey, we're gonna give you this. We all go, oh man, Gavin, a is going going to give us this so we're going to vote for this guy and then we vote for him and then all of a sudden the bill scratch. we ain't getting nothing and we still trying to grind the hustle to get to where we're at so every time i'm just saying going off of what you're saying alvin is they always come up with this stuff right before some election. kind of election
0: so 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 they did this to us already with the 40 acres in the mule so if you ever heard of that that phrase that's oh, yeah. because they, okay. they made it but then they made it for indigenous people and then if you registered as indigenous then you you got it so basically black people were illiterate we didn't know how to fill out paperwork the white people did so guess what they registered as indigenous and they got our 40 acres in a mule yeah, that, and I think that this is this is a similar situation where you know half of the people are not even going to understand how to fill out the paperwork to even get the money. And with <laughs> these type of things, is either use it or lose it. So they have to spend a hundred percent of the budget. So if forty five percent of the budget gets dispersed to black people, what happens to the rest of the money? That's when they start funneling it in. That's when the politicians start pocketing it. And that's where a lot of the dirty politician money come from, not from them stealing money, from money that should have been dispersed to people, but they take it and they put it in their pocket because they have to use 100 percent. It's use it or lose it.
4: Yeah. And I'll speak to that is um, you can look at like how they gave money out to um, these other countries. They gave big money out to, to you know, Iranian, Pakistan, uh, Ukraine. Country at, they... cor- correct. The mm-hmm. country right now that's at war. They just uh, hooked them up with big billions, billions of dollars. Uh, they're paying them out. They've given black people nothing. Zero. You've received nothing as a black person, but a headache. That's all we've received. So one thing you have to realize when you've received nothing at all. I don't want to say something is, is, is good, but um, they're going to pander like my, uh, the gentleman was just saying with the hat on. They're going to keep pandering to us during around election time. Use us to try to get our vote. Uh, you heard uh, Biden. He said, hey you don't vote for me, you're not black. They'll, they'll do anything. They go in the breakfast club. You, you have uh, Kamala Harris. She was opposing as a black person. If she, You really know she's an East Indian and uh, she's not from the lineage of black American. So when they, when they spoke about um, reparations to her, you got to understand how you're brought up. If you're a black American, you were brought up. Hey, they've done us wrong. They did us like this. Uh, I couldn't go to the bathroom here. We're old. She had never heard that. She's East Indian and, she's, and her, and her our dad is from Jamaica. Mind you, uh, they didn't have black African roots. That's why it's lineage based. A lot of black people don't understand. Like, well, why does that matter? We're both black. It matters big time because the thought process, how we both look at white supremacy is different. One views white supremacy as they owe us. One views white supremacy as we need to join them and we need to heal and listen. You understand? Both Mm black. This is the problem we're having. If we can, we can nip that in the butt, get everybody on code. We wouldn't have this issue. But it's that issue of the two different black people being we're not all on the same picture. Hey, they did us wrong. No, you're acting wrong. We should. Continue. There's two different blacks there, if you know what I'm talking about. You, you, know, me, the, you know, the you
2: know, but to piggyback on that, I'm starting to realize that with the right. way right. um, certain type of schools are able to deliver different type of information when you don't have the same criteria or the same uh like curriculum. Title Five cu- curriculum or f- Title Five funding, you can say whatever you want to a kid. Mm-hmm. So I'm watching kids right now at, at the Christian schools and the Catholic schools coming back to me, telling me, hey, Mr. Armstrong, you know, I asked the teacher, how can God be white? And they're like, oh, no, God's not white. He's he's this. He's that. He's that." like different teachers giving them different answers. Right. Oh. So now is making certain kids believe different things. And if you have more public schools talking about how history has always been tampered with and that how blacks are different than what we've always perceived them to be. And there's white professors teaching black history and saying that black people deserve to be more respected is throwing off everyone. We might know more than most kids, but the kids aren't able to decipher between who's being honest and who's being fake. So it's like, this is the kind of, once again, like I keep saying, this is a throw us off to get the kids more confused so that as we don't have the right minds or we will always have the right mindsets to provide the right information to them. But other people who get complacent with all that money, dude,
0: they're done yeah we we gotta wrap it up but one thing i do want to do is i really want to bring back up ice cube he had came up with a a a plan for black america that he had presented to both of the presidents, and everybody killed ice cube for and saying hey you don't represent us giddy tried to come out with something to represent black america and everybody instead of trying to get behind it or say hey look we should tweak it or formulate a Everybody just opposed it, but nobody had a better solution. So it's crazy because black people know exactly what they don't want, but they don't know what they do want. And, and that's our problem with America. And that's what our brother was alluding to earlier is that as soon as they see something they don't want, black people are quick to say, hell nah, that ain't it. Oh, nah, we ain't do that ain't, oh nah. But when you ask them, okay, well, what do you want to do? Now you hear crickets in the room, you know? And that's why we really got to understand this economy. That's where we really got to get with these economists. We really got to get with people that understand this economy that we're in and how we can change our status in this economy. Because until we get an understanding as a people and unify behind one decision as far as where we're headed as a people in America, you know, they're going to be able to keep doing this shit and getting our votes and giving us fake money that they only disperse 40 percent of it and pocket the rest Can and I- then and then it never even ends up in a black community and then the black community the black dollar doesn't even stay within the black community so as soon as we get it we're gonna go spend it with everybody else and it ain't gonna do nothing for our community because it's gonna be out of our pockets just as fast as it got into it i want to
4: say one thing just to yeah, really quick yeah, closing, I we re- get out of here.
0: closing remarks
4: closing remark. uh what i'll close on is this just like you guys were talking about prior to the reparations, uh, the gentleman you are talking about was the PNB rock, the guy he had got robbed. I can think of PNB rock. I can think of Eric Gardner, George Floyd, all those, all those people that we're talking about, you put reparations in that situation where they, where we received them, that gentleman wouldn't have robbed them. He got 350 K. We all know that he wouldn't have, wouldn't have, you got to understand poverty creates crime. So Eric Garner, he wouldn't have been selling CDs. George Floyd wouldn't have paid with a fake 20. All these stuff would have been repaired if we would have had reparations. What is the root word? Reparation is a root word for repair. So I will leave on that note, just knowing if we were to be reparated, this stuff wouldn't be happening. It's all this poverty that we're going through that's creating the crime. It's, 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 it, that, that's pretty much the the stint of it. I wanted to leave on that note.
1: Just to, just to piggyback off that real quick, Kay, I think we saw a great example of that in 2020 when everybody was getting all that EDD. And everybody had bread i bet we can go look up the numbers and i bet crime was significantly lower when everybody was getting all that mm-hmm. damn money. i bet we could look at the numbers it, the streets was not as active when everybody was getting all that money so yes poverty creates crime and they know this that's the reason why they put us in that situation that's the reason why they pushed us to the projects and made us be in poverty communities because they yes, know sir. that it associates with crime. It's done by design. This is done by design. So I know I could continue going off, but but that's I just want to end. A few big words in Yes, sir. Anybody else um, before we get about
0: it, out of here? Oh,
2: closing remarks on this? Or are we shouting out? Nah, closing we, remarks, closing on, this? remarks on, oh, this. on this? Oh, yeah. on this. Uh, I just want to close on that. um It's true, you know, poverty does create crime. But I also wanna make sure that we don't forget that when we were going through the hardest times, we didn't know that we were, we were just trying to survive. And now that we're in these, you know, 2020s, I wanna say from 2020 to 2022 now, we've seen everything that we've gotten gone through turn into entertainment, and we've watched other cultures try to imitate it to Ooh. make it something exciting and something worth fighting for. Whereas if they actually understood the struggle, when they didn't, mm. I mean, I wear a ha- I wear hats a lot, but you guys always know I got my braids underneath. braids underneath, and I and I laugh because it's so messed up to see how many things that we are afraid to to show. Like I don't wear my hair out as much because I know it makes me more intimidating when you're, when I open my mouth. I'm already scary enough, and I'm bright. Like I'm telling you guys, I'm bright, but you could feel that hate and you could feel that an- animosity. So I, I just hope people remember that as we move forward in life, just to embrace who we are and stop trying to be something that we're not. Because everybody's trying to be us. Black makes black. Right. Regardless, would, my wife
3: ain't for it. She that? knows. <laughs> we what you call it. And with our struggles and everything, we make it look beautiful. And a lot of other right. cultures. A lot of other cultures can't deal with that. So that's why they hate us even more. Because we're supposed to be down. We're supposed to be depressed. We're supposed to be killing each other. But we keep thriving. And why won't we why won't we keep the noose around our necks? So um, my closing remarks is actually to 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 Caleb. As in let's say they do this ain't cats, and they really giving out they really giving it out and like how you said that 40 percent um maybe you should have an episode where if giving the knowledge on how to fill it out Mm. so then it's Mm -hmm. on youtube then we can share it out to other brothers and sisters and be like yo check this out this is how you fill it out this is how you get your your bread, or this is how you get the pothole in your
0: community fixed. You see, but black people going as I'm gonna close out when you mention the PPP loans, mm. the people found out how to get how to fill out the PPP loans to get them, and instead of giving the information out so that black people can capitalize off hey, this, hustle. they hustle. sold it. Hey, I can feel I can get you the PPP, I can get you 20,000. But you gotta pay me eight. You gotta pay me five. You gotta pay me ten. So, and that's what we do as a community. So, until we get over that and actually share information without trying to gatekeep and hold it, because that you know that that's our mentality is that once one person learns something, they gatekeep it. So, you know, it, it's up to us to actually you know get this information and spread it without trying to gatekeep it, so that people can actually capitalize. And we can actually make a difference with this money. And then once again, once I was saying is that we have to have some type of structure, some type of you know pool, some type of something for Black people to do with this money. We have to have some type of economists, some type of you know people, money people have, telling people where to put this money. You get three hundred fifty thousand dollars check. Don't put it into no regular checking account. You put it into an IRA. Put it into a will. Put it into a trust. You know the you know. Figure something out to do with this money, play the stock market, get some get some Bitcoin, do something with this money where you're not just throwing it in a bank account and spending it until it's gone. You know, and that's the thing that we got to learn what money is. You know, we, you know, we think it's just some cash thing. We pay for goods, but money is a concept. Money is a thought. We got to understand that to really make a difference in, in the black community. Let's get some shout outs before we get out of here.
2: I'll start it off. Then. I just want to shout out all you guys for being on the podcast tonight. Um, this was a lot deeper than what I anticipated. So the fact that we're just being this transparent with each other and also sharing it with the world, I think is world. really honorable. There's um, always I got to shout out brand of encouragement. I got to shout out my own focus on the future. I got to shout out all the kids that eventually pay attention to this because they do go back and watch. And um, Shout out to everybody who believes in themselves because there's nobody that's going to believe in you more than the person you see in the mirror.
3: I'll go next. Shout out to the whole panel, every brother that is on here. For reals, for reals, for reals. Like being on this podcast and when I first remember being on here and like how the mayor was saying we got into a deep conversation and everything like that. By me being on here, I got so much. I get so much knowledge from you brothers. So I remember back in the day, me and my boy Ronnie. My boy Ronnie's like, you coon, you need to get your like get yourself together, you coon ass. Like, get your shit together, you know. And over time, getting the knowledge and learning going okay cool the awakening so being able i i i appreciate that 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 helped me out um and then on the last note i just want to say monday was my anniversary to my wife we nine years we nine years strong so my last shout out goes out to her thank you for riding with me um being my queen helping me raise two beautiful children and that's that's my shout out
1: yeah congratulations yeah. brother first off, first off you know what i mean um like like the mayor said shout out to all the brothers on the panel um shout out to the to the reparation expert i, I can't i didn't get your name but a shout out to you man um for coming on and educating us um congratulations i want to give a personal shout out to you too man about you know definitely you know up in your knowledge and and, and do, doing what you what, what we've been doing for these years, and you definitely came a long way as far as knowing shit. So more power to you, bro. Respect. Shout out to everybody that fuck with politics in the podcast, politic in the brand. Period. Watching the movement, watching the growth. Shout out to dank Sinatra for you know providing the plays and coming up with the plan years ago and uh helping us execute this plan. Man, just want to uh, see us to continue to grow and. uh Watch us for 2023.
0: Watch us watch coming. Let's go, Economist. Oh, Let's yeah.
4: No, no. Hey, first and foremost, uh, I just wanted to say thank you guys for even having me. It's a, it's a refreshing feeling to be around black gentlemen like yourself, just in a positive light. I'm always at the gas station Chevron AM, PM, and PM, going through the whole Mad Dog thing that we always got to go through. And just to hear you guys' thoughts, and I know you guys have some beautiful thoughts and ideas, and to hear them all. And just be, to be at bay and not always, you know, happy on the swivel is a it's a it's a beautiful thing in itself because we're beautiful people. So I wanted to say that first and foremost. And just thank you for having me and letting me educate. Um, you know, it's, a, it's it's hard being black. This is a very hard thing to be to fight against white supremacy is hard. It seems like you're a complaining person all the time. So for all of you guys that do that, got kids and my man said he's married. You've already checked off so many boxes that they said we couldn't do. They didn't think we'd be here. So I'll close out on just saying thank you to all you guys for having me. It's a pleasure. And you guys are some really intelligent black men. Uh, I, I'm just very proud of it. <laughs> thank
0: you. I appreciate it. All right. So I want to start off thanking Murdoch, man. Murdoch on the boards, you know, allowing me to step away from production and just, you know, host, you know, be a, be a talent, you know, speak. You know, I, had, I used to produce my own show, and it was hard for me to get into the show while trying to produce the show and be on the show, host the show. So, shout out to Murdoch, man. He's a blessing for real. You know, a, a, a real solid dude. What's the deal, Murdoch? Murdoch, Murdoch. shout out to my nigga Murdoch. <laughs> Big Murdoch. Murdoch From, Columbia. Columbia. From Columbia, baby. <laughs> yes, sir. But uh, I just want to leave with my favorite quote because in, in America, man, we, black people are are... We're, we're going to get some crazy odds, man. And somehow we beat the odds, somehow we find a way to be happy, smile, joke, you know, and, and keep our heads up through all this shit, man. But, you know, we in the cage with a lion, you know what I'm saying, for real. So I always say this and, and y'all know this for sure, you know what I'm saying? If they put you in the cage with a lion, just because you don't try to eat the lion Don't mean the lion ain't going to try to eat you, man. Politics in the podcast. We out.